Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Carriker and Smallman. We're talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Blues booth. Brought to you by Boardwalk Hardwood Floors. Great floors for every home with locations in Crestwood, Manchester, Overland, and St. Peter's. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. The Blues and the Flames tonight, 6 o'clock pregame here on 101 ESPN. And Curbs and Joey will have the call at 7. You can also see the game at 7 o'clock on Bally Sports with John Kelly and Darren Pang. And J.K., the voice of the Blues on Bally Sports, joins us now in the Blues booth on 101 ESPN. Mr. Kelly, good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys today? Everything's good. And obviously the Blues need to get back on the beam. And John, uh, we were just talking about how when the Blues were in the Stanley Cup Finals, Game 3, they come home and lose 7-2. to two. Losses like the one to Calgary the other night are going to happen to every single team, right? Exactly. Uh, I, you know, big picture, the Blues have been one of the best teams in the NHL in the last month. They're still in a very good playoff position. And they won two or three on the road trip, Randy. (laughs) So, you know, you have to take the big picture perspective. Um, Having said that, it was a, it was a really bad loss. Um, You know, the, 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 to me, watching the game, Randy calling the game, it looked like the blues had no legs. I mean, they just looked completely flat. They had no answer to uh, the flames. It was three, one after one, as we know, and you know, the blues are in the game and then they, you know, they give up four goals in the second period and just had no fight. So, it's one of those games. And also having said that, oh, by the way, Calgary last night won in Columbus 6 nothing, mm-hmm. and they had a club record 62 shots on goal. Ooh. So it wasn't like the Blues were playing some middle-of-the-road team um, that just happened to be hot. Calgary is a really good team. Um, don't forget, they were shut down with COVID for a long time. They didn't play any games at all. So they're a very fresh team, and I think they're a good team. And they gave the Blues a pretty good beating the other night. And now the Blues have to respond tonight at home. John, Matthew Kachuk was excellent in that game, five assists. And when we watch him play, there's so many Blues fans out there that feel like it's inevitable that he'll one day end up in St. Louis. But when you see him (laughs) in his game, do you think that he would be a perfect fit for this Blues team? Oh, yeah, he would be a perfect fit, just like his brother Brady, just like his father Walt, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's obviously wishful thinking on, on the, the Blues fans' part, and, you know, hey, it's great, but um, it would it would certainly take a lot to make a trade if Calgary was going to trade him. Um, he is a restricted free agent, I believe, and, you know, one or two years away from being a UFA, but I just can't see how Calgary can let this guy go. I mean, he's he's the best player on their team, so – yeah, he would he would fit really really good into the St. Louis Blues now or anytime um, down the road. So you know, I don't, I don't know if that will ever happen, but obviously it'd be wonderful if if 
both Brady and, and Matthew could could play at some point for the St. Louis Blues. John, you played a little bit, played in high school. You, you've been on the ice a lot. I, I have not. But I always hear from hockey people that the hardest thing to learn, the hardest thing to become consistent at is being a good defenseman. And we saw that the other night, I thought, with uh, with Nico Mikola. He, he's going to have his ups and downs, kind of like any team is. But what do you think happened to Mikola the other night? You know, Randy, I don't know. I, I watched the game again the other day and – you know, you certainly can't pin, you know, all the goals on Mikola. I mean, he, I know he was minus five and didn't play in the third period um, and had a tough night. And that's what Coach Berube said after the game. It was a performance-based decision in the third period. So, you know, I don't know. It wasn't just him, you know, on the first goal. Pareko really screens Bennington a bit on the third goal. Um, Bortuzzo loses his footing and slides into the goaltender <laughs> You know, it was just one of those things where I think overall the Blues were just really poor defensively. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the back check was awful on the second goal. It's a four-on-three, and Robert Thomas is late getting back as as the third guy back in the zone, and it's an easy goal for Tanev. So it it wasn't just one guy, even though his numbers were not good at all. Um, But, you know, maybe he also was a bit hurt. I don't know. Um, you know, he didn't seem to be moving as well on that last goal, the goal by Johnny Goodrow, but he'll bounce back. I think he's been a really good player and he's been getting better and better. And sometimes, you know, players like teams, you sort of need a slap in the face and okay, it's not, it's not easy. And you, you have a lot to learn and things like that. So he'll be fine. He's a, he's a really good young player and he'll bounce back. No question. And, and, John, with all that being said, obviously not the best performance in front of Jordan Bennington in that game versus Calgary, but there are, I'm sure, moments and goals in that one that he would have liked back. What's your concern level when it comes to Jordan Bennington and his recent performance? Well, I think it's really the last couple of games, Michelle, and before that he had played pretty well, um, obviously giving up six goals to Toronto, but a lot of those chances were high-danger chances. The winning goal was obviously a bad goal, and then – in the last game, you know, again, the first goal he screened on, it's probably a shot he, he could have had, you know, maybe off his angle just a little bit. Um, but anytime to me a goaltender gives up uh, 13 goals in two games, you have to worry about his confidence level. And that's just natural. It's not about Jordan Bennington or any other goaltender. That's just a lot of goals to give up. So, you know, you're going to have your confidence shaken. So whenever he gets back in the net and, I'm not sure when that will be, then that's to me what you look for. When he's playing well, he's aggressive, he's, he's outside his goal crease, he's standing up, he's confident, and we'll see if he does that when he gets back in the net. So that would be my biggest concern after giving up 13 goals in two games. J.K., one other thing about tonight's game, and obviously, like you said, Calgary with a dominant performance last night, and they might be the team without legs. But wouldn't it be fun to see these two teams, that team coached by Daryl Sutter playing the heavy game that they play, and our team coached by Craig Bruby playing the team that they play, wouldn't it be fun to see these two in a best of seven? Yeah, you know, the, the team that wins, Randy, might not have any players left. True. Because it would be a battle of attrition. Um, yeah, you know, Calgary to me is, a, is an under-the-radar team. And the reason I say that is because they are old school with, with the size that they have. I mean, their third defensive pair uh, with Gabranson and Zadorov, those, both of those guys are, you know, 6'6", 230-ish. And, and that's their third pairing. And you know how Daryl Sutter likes to play. I mean, he's a straight-line kind of coach. He wants his players taking the body at, at every turn. 
So even if you win a playoff series against that team, you are going to be battered and bruised. And the other thing with that team is they have a really good goaltender in Jacob Markstrom. So, you know, they have the offense. Their top line is really good. They're big and heavy and a good goaltender. It, it, they have the makings of certainly um, pulling off an upset or two. Whether or not they have the skill to go all the way, I don't know. Uh, but but they're a team that, to me, is sort of lurking in the weeds right now in the Western Conference. And for people that aren't aware of it, with the Olympics coming up, obviously NHL players not playing in the Olympics, but our old friend Adam Cracknell makes Team Canada. I saw that, Randy. That's fantastic. And, you know, he had been playing in China. He's actually been in Beijing playing pro hockey. I read the story yesterday. And Adam Cracknell is one of my favorite guys. Me too. Um, I know you know him, Randy. Really nice guy. Um, a, a guy that, you know, didn't have a ton of skill but made the most of it and, you know, had a nice career in the National Hockey League. And who knows if he can come back. But really happy for Adam to get a chance to represent Canada at the Olympics. J.K., always great to hear your voice. We thank you so much for the time. We'll be tuned in tonight for the Blues and the Flames on Bally. All right, Randy. Thank you very much. See you later. That's our friend John Kelly on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.